Last time on The Crown, America put three men on the moon, and that delighted Prince Philip to the point of a midlife crisis. He really lost his smile for a little while, and thankfully, the new priest in town kind of helped him ground himself and all that fun stuff. Now let's see what happens this week with the royal family on the Lords of Grantham podcast. We're back. That we are, Dave. It is. It's been a, it's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks, which is a while for us this year. Yeah, uh, we celebrated Thanksgiving. Took the week off. Yep, as us Americans do, and uh, a lot has happened in, in those couple of weeks here, at least in terms of crown news. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's really news as much as it's all sort of people be the talking. same the same sort of words over and over from different sources i mean so listeners of this podcast you know that we harp on the facts of life with the crown and how much they stick to it Mm -hmm. it seems like with the popularity of season four there's a lot of people out there (laughs) who are wising up to the the facts or or lack thereof in the crown now uh, as well uh, to the point where it's becoming a, a a bigger matter yeah, finally, finally, the government is on our side. Yeah, Dave, can you can you, do you have that article open? Can you break it down? I don't have it open, but I can Damn. tell you that the, <laughs> the government has told Netflix to classify the Crown as fiction. I mean, are they wrong? <laughs> I mean, no, after last not wrong e- at after all. After last week's episode, it's like, yeah, may, maybe. Um, it's uh, it's kind of crazy, and. and but then it's funny you see this backlash on Twitter of people being like, "Do people watching do the Crown actually think it's real?" And it's like, "Yes." Are you that ignorant? Yeah, <laughs> of people, people think, think Downton Abbey is real. <laughs> yeah, that's the same people who were surprised that there's a bunch of Republican voters out there. You're, you're just living in your bubble, not realizing there's a lot of people who just take things as they are. Especially um, in this pandemic, people want some. You know, the Crown seems culturally enriching. Mm-hmm. Then to find yeah. out it is so um, editorialized and changed is something that sh- that you should assume that most people aren't aware of, or not most people, but some people. Yeah, I mean, it's to the point where you even have like uh, the Onion uh, cracking jokes about the Crown, like um, man uh, checks accuracy of uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, drinking tea. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm I'm just kind of surprised that like it's actually gotten traction. Because mm-hmm. on some level too, it's just like it's not that big of a deal <laughs> in, in the in the run of things, and it, it took people four seasons to, to pick up on this. Like, yeah, is it, it is this season? Of, I, well, I do think this season of the Crown is hitting a different uh, audience a bit with Princess Diana, right? And then uh, uh, Thatcher in there as well. Like th- those mm-hmm. two make it like, oh, we we know who they are. That, that that's something to watch. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think Netflix is 
set, uh, uh, set of what they'll do <laughs> in the response to. I don't think they are <laughs> going to do anything. What can I mean, they? Why really should do? they? I feel like the the controversy in and of itself is the kind of thing that they want happening. Yeah, people talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm just glad for once that the government has sided with us. <laughs> we we are in their pocket on on the realities of the crown, which isn't to say it's a drawback. We just want to call it like we see it. That's all we're saying. And we haven't gotten to the season. Who knows? They could they could go completely off the rails with season four. I mean, I heard the great Gazoo may be in it. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say Gazoo Gazoo <laughs> appears. I mean, it really did wonders for the Flintstones a couple seasons in, and then they they do that for a lot of shows. They just bring in the the great Gazoo, and viewership just dramatically increases. Oh yeah, as it should. As as a, adding a floating green alien does for anything. And as we'll add to our show in a couple seasons to keep people tuning in too. Uh, I mean that would that would be all for a third mic and it's an alien. <laughs> I mean people would be like, check out this show. They have an alien on there. It's like two American men and a, a Martian who watch, break down you know, British period dramas. Yeah, I think people want to hear that, and we don't have to worry about that anytime soon though, because it seems like Dave business is booming. For the Lord to grant them, how how do you mean? Well. Uh, around this time of year, Spotify released its Spotify rap thing where it recaps your listenership of stuff. And that's one of the platforms we're available on. You can always listen to mm-hmm. us through iTunes or SoundCloud or whichever podcast platform you use. They, But on Spotify alone, our listenership has grown over 100% in the past year, most prominently in Japan. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's up to our Japanese listeners? Watashi Tacha Lords of Grantham. Dazu. I don't know Japanese, so... I hope you're not butchering pronunciation or anything. I've been working on it. I've been working on it. But uh, also, we agree 300% in Mexico. When they say 300%, it's like probably three it goes people. goes from but... three people to nine people. Hola. Como esta? <laughs> Hit us up. Muy bien. Gracias. Dinero. Uh, Patreon. <laughs> yeah. And then 240% in Canada. So, again, probably small in the, in the scheme of things, but... 35 different countries listen to us, and we appreciate it. People have been actually putting on, on Instagram uh, that we were in their top podcasts listened for the past year, so can't say thank you enough. Uh, one oh, absolutely. was, absolutely. was uh, Sonia. Uh, she likes a lot of our Instagram posts. She's engaged, had a great conversation with her. And then we also got uh, Mr. Barrow on Instagram, Mr. Uh, M-I-S-T-E-R underscore Barrow. Is that a role player? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I think it is. Cause- Oh man, the Tom's role Barrow. players are coming back around to us. And if you are a true fan of Mr. Barrow, we got a treat in store for you. If you want to <laughs> subscribe to oh, our yeah. Patreon, <laughs> Dave, what is cooking on our Patreon? So every month, as 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 I have harped on many times, our upstairs tier members get a free bonus—not free a bonus episode. If you see that's five dollars or more a month. Uh, and we were th- think batting around the idea of a Christmas movie just because why not? Mm-hmm. And we thought about some tried and true classics, some sort of internet famous ones like Die Hard, and and, we, and Corey, you you did the legwork here. You found a Christmas movie that I have not seen, and I don't think you've seen. I, I hadn't even heard of it. All I did was just look up each Downton actor and see if there was a Christmas movie in their credits, aside from the we, one that we're going to watch with Hugh Bonneville for everyone to listen to. But for our Patreon listeners, we found a special one. Yeah, it's called A Christmas Star, <laughs> starring Robert James Collier, a.k.a. Tom Barrow. Tom Sparrow. <laughs> it's his first starring role, according to IMDb, <laughs> as the lead actor. 
And it also features Pierce Brosnan and, and Liam Neeson narrates it. <laughs> yes. So uh, we're going to watch that and discuss it uh, for our Patreon uh, listeners. So Yeah, so that should be coming soon. And just so to, to put it all out there, mm-hmm. we hit our monthly goal, which is, I've said before, $30 a month. Not much, so... So not only do the upstairs tier people get a bonus episode, the downstairs tier people get a fan curated Q&A, which is basically just a free for all to ask us questions about everything and anything regarding the podcast, our personal lives, our other preferences and tastes and things like that. So the last time we did that was a lot of fun. So I really look forward to what our fans are going to bring to us this time around. Bring the heat, bring the heat. Yeah, bring those hot questions. Yeah. Well, that was a lot to get through, and I think there's people out there thirsting for us to just talk about the dangling man. That is season yeah. three, episode eight of The Crown. Lord, I was born a dangling man. <laughs> now, most episodes of The Crown, I understand the meaning. Did you understand the meaning of the dangling man this episode? I mean, I, as with this show, a lot of times I don't read too far into it, but the, I mean, there's a literal meaning that Charles brings up. Oh, really? It's a, based on a, a book called The Dangling Man about a guy in Chicago. I, I missed that. I totally missed that. Wow. I, I was going to say, I thought that I was being uh, a little... I watched the show at like 10 o'clock at night, so some of the things go over my head, and I apologize. I watched it at 8 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> so there you go. We got I guess we got to quit our jobs and watch it around lunchtime Yeah, to get the maximal viewing power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a... a there, he talks about the book with, I believe, our new friend, Camilla. Okay, well let's let's get into the episode. Yeah, we'll get we'll yeah. We're yes, we're in the seventies, baby. We we've left sixty nine, brother. <laughs> we left that behind, and we're in the seventies. Yeah, officially. Uh huh. And what does it open with? But an old man that we have no idea who this is. <laughs> I caught or, on pretty quick. This didn't need any explanation. Really? Yeah. You say France, an old man. This is this is Uncle Dave. That's that's true. I mean, who else would would you think it is? It it is in fact uh, Uncle Dave uh, Dicky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, everyone's uh, least favorite. Uh, I don't everyone's know favorite Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that least favorite uh, world member. Uh, but sure, yeah. I mean, I don't know where you go. I don't think I don't that think that's list. a big stretch to say everyone's favorite Nazi because who's number two? <laughs> Is there even a ranking? I don't know. Yeah, either way, he's he's a horrible man, and they got the best actor they could in Britain to play him, Derek Jacoby. He's the finest actor in all of uh, the UK. So they really? went all better out. Than, better than Charles Dance? Yeah. I mean, I think he's regarded as, like, the best stage actor, at least. Oh, okay. Of, of all time over there. So, you know, what better way to, to do it, to send him off uh, the character than with Derek Jacoby for a few scenes? Good and scenes. He was really good. Yeah, I mean the the ones the, he convincingly hawks up blood in the first scene. <laughs> I believed it. Do you feel like every um, audition for the crown is like, well, how do you do hacking up blood? Because <laughs> you may actually experience that because that happened in real life. Believe it or not, <laughs> Jared Harris, could you do me a favor and cough up a lung? Well, a yes. Bit. Here I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they really like to do that. You know, just thinking back to that early Crown episodes, why did they show, like, that surgery on Jared Harris and make it so graphic when nothing else in the show has risen to that level since then? Kind of, hey. it's a choice. It's a choice. Um, 
so yeah, uh, he's finna be uh, out of out of commission there, the Duke of Windsor, Dickie, and um, he's got visitors coming to go see him. You know, wish him well, I guess. And it's the Emperor of Japan, right? Which, I mean, I guess he had a reputation this emperor that visited him of, of kind of being a, I don't know, a not well liked leader. Mm-hmm. Kind of dicey to, to, I mean, I guess this happened, but you want to talk about the axis of. of power of evil there you know you got a, a japanese emperor coming to visit you and you are a nazi my hey hey ho i don't know i don't know maybe hey, i'm not you, don't, right. you don't say <laughs> I, I maybe i need to research this and it's not as uh, dicey as it seems but okay um I, I assume he was there when they were doing stuff so anyways so they're there to lay things to rest they're doing an in-depth bbc special on dicky kind of rehabilitating his his image uh, before he passes yeah, well, it seems to be in the works before he's on the outs, right? Because I think the yeah. the public is interested in him with this with the Japanese emperor. He's sort of back in the cultural eye for the first time in a good while. So yeah, just living his you know, best life. Yeah, sort of getting getting sympathy. Yeah, and not only is the BBC going to follow him around, Charles takes an interest in visiting him. Yeah, not only an interest, but a, a long-time correspondence. Because, as they say, former kings are usually dead, so it's a it's a rare chance for him to talk to someone else who than the queen who's experienced being royalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then that is a, that is a Queen Elizabeth that says that line, right? Or is that Charles who says former kings are usually dead? No, I think that's Elizabeth who says that. Yeah, and that one scene, Elizabeth is not so fired up about a. Dicky trying to get back in the limelight, and Prince I mean, Philip is, is livid. He's like, "Nope, just just let him die quietly, <laughs> you know, before people just start digging up stuff they shouldn't about him." Yeah, Phil is like, "Absolutely not. We want nothing to do with that dude. The guy is trash." <laughs> yeah, another reason uh, why he, we liked Prince Philip the best. Right? Maybe leave that Nazi alone. <laughs> Man, so so do we want to go the follow the two threads that they have going on here, or what? I mean, what's the real? I feel like it's one thread with a peppering of a second thread. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This episode, we get introduced to the Parker Bowleses. I don't know how you say them as one, uh, but yeah, the, the we meet Andrew Parker Bowles, and he's at uh, some bar and. There's a woman there. He, he doesn't seem like too like you know friendly with her or whatever. But they have some kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam- old Camilla Shand. Yeah, it's Andrew's wife actually. They're actually married in in real life. I don't know if it's at that at that time yet, but they are together. They're they're in a relationship. They are definitely together. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like they refer to her as Camilla Parker Bowles, though. Don't don't they say that name? They this? say Camilla Shand. They def- and, oh, okay. and the Netflix description gotcha. says Camilla Shand. Got it. Okay. Well, I mean, whatever relationship they have, it ain't going too well because Andrew goes to a party. Yeah, he and... like leaves Camilla at a bar. She's like, I don't want to go to that party. Yeah. And oh, he, Princess uh, Anne is there. Oh yeah, and she is fired up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, the Andrew says to Princess Anne, "It's like you've really flowered. You've grown up." And Princess Anne's like, "Oh, so now you're talking. To, you, you notice me? Is that what this is about?" I, I like the way he approaches her too, because he doesn't know the way to say it, and he completely botches it. Like you've 
flowered. Oh, man. You've developed. Oh, man. You're a woman. Oh, man. <laughs> and she's like, keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah. You're going to find your way. And then she like cuts him off. She's like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Apologizing isn't chivalrous. So shut the hell up. And she said, I've been keeping my eyes on you, yeah, she dude. Down. Absolutely down. And then it uh, smash cuts to them having done the deed. Yeah, they, they, it's been done. We don't see anything of the deed, but it, it's it's been done. And uh, says uh, she says that was fun. And she's like heavily heaving, uh, like you know it ju- they just finished. Mm-hmm. But did anything catch you off guard about this, Dave? That like they opened the scene with her heavy breathing as if it was just finished. He's already walking around in a, in a bath towel. And then he's mm-hmm. serving her coffee. So what is the scenario where she just finished what they were doing and she's still breathing and then like he had the time to go take a shower and then make coffee for her? Well, Unless um, he made coffee. He's that good. He's that good. <laughs> he leaves her struggling to breathe for 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, sure. She could be well, asthmatic he, too. We don't know about her. <laughs> that's true too. Or he makes the coffee. <laughs> they do their business, and then he likes to walk around in the bath towel just because. Yeah, perhaps. I, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't overthink in that. This this show plays with history, so we can never be sure. That, that's true. <laughs> it, what, I guess, yeah. He, Prince, Prince, or whatever his name, Andrew, he, he, may got, he may be packing. Who knows? But he does say that, uh, he's like, this has got to stop because of Camilla. <laughs> yeah, by the way. Princess Anne like gets up and she starts getting dressed. She's like, "Well, look, if this is how you're gonna do, I'm not gonna hang around for this subpar coffee. I'm the princess. <laughs> I got more men waiting on me. Bye bye." And he's good like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, I'm good. And we see how Andrew's connected with uh, Charles because we see him playing polo in the next scene. Yeah, and uh, Andrew smokes Charles. Yeah, yeah, he, he makes him look like a little child. Polo scene is very well shot. I thought. Yeah, I didn't realize, I mean, how big of a, I mean, they really brought it up this season with, you know, you see Phil practicing the last episode, you know, acting out his mm-hmm. aggressions and stuff. Like, they're really in the polo right now. Uh, was it Charles Dance? Uh, oh, what's his name? <laughs> Mountain Batten. It's Charles Dance. Mount Batten uh, tells Count, him. Count, Lord of Mount Batten, whatever, yeah. Yeah, you need to work on your aggression in your game, you know. So step it up. Yeah. And we see we see that Camilla was watching the game too. She she had the eyes for uh. For well, she got eyes for Charles. She's watching Charles. And she's making Andrew jealous. She's whooping and hollering for him like whoop whoop. Yeah, and uh, Charles tells uh, old Lord Mountbatten. Mm-hmm. Charles, <laughs> Mister Dance. Yeah. He says like, "Hey, this is what I want. I kind of I want that. He wants to call <laughs> the shot. He's like Kanye West. He's like, I want Camilla Shand. Yeah, and he tells him. Now is the time to sow your oats and play the field, brother. <laughs> Just take your time. Dude. It's all good out there, brother. <laughs> yeah. Your sister's out there playing the field, my dude. Be a little bit more like your sister. Just hang ten a little bit. He's got to be the coolest old dude this, this show has had. Oh, he's loving retirement, man. He doesn't have to worry about power anymore. He can go watch polo games, hang out with his son, and, and chat him up his about nephew. his nephew. Yeah, his nephew, rather. Yeah. Might as well be his son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so anyways, though, there's other change going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently there's an election season happening. Yeah. And Wilson's been treating it as a formality. 
and we get introduced to a new prime minister, Mr. Edward Heath. Yeah. What, what a what a what a blow. This is episode this, 8. Yeah. Weak storytelling, I thought. Uh, maybe I'm too terrible storytelling. It's like you set up Wilson as this guy, we build the relationship with him and and Elizabeth and then you just dismiss him off screen. We don't even get to see him. Cause like, this episode does two of those things. Yeah, because well, we'll get to that in a second. But like, this whole accusation that Wilson expected to be coronated as, as the prime minister again, there's no reason for us to see that in his character based on what they've shown so far. So mm-hmm. it felt like throwing me for a loop there that this is what they said happened, and then it happened off screen. Yeah, at least bring him in for one more scene. Yeah, I, I feel like there should be some payoff in that. Like, yes, he earned the Elizabeth's respect or something like that. And then like... Just put a bow on it, you know? Yeah. And maybe he returns, I don't know. But right now, it just feels like they realized, they looked at the dates and they're like, wait a second, we can't get away with this one. We can't stretch the history enough to say that Wilson is here during yeah, this time. People period. don't really like that character anyway. So let's, uh, we got we, we to gotta work our way to stunt casting the next prime minister that's popular. So let's just get Edward Heath in there. Right. Hardly knew you, dude. Uh, it's a shame because it's like where I would have been I would have bought it more if Wilson who has a bit of that you know that toad like neck if he went to go mm-hmm. live with the bullfrogs or something like that you know he just went and went yeah, with to, his kind you know he be, he becomes the great kazoo yeah he, he, oh, he yeah. goes off to Mars to find the new friend of the queen exactly I would totally buy that more than him all of a sudden saying like I expect to be the prime minister. Like, what? <laughs> but he's barely even addressed. Like his name is, you know, he says, keep, keep my name yeah. out of your mouth. I'm gone. And so Dave, you, you alluded to it, but who else is missing? Prince Philip says to, uh, Martin, he says, where's the ball guy? <laughs> and they say, Oh, like a, a Dean. And they say, Oh, he retired three months ago. You got him a clock. And he says, and he goes, did I? Oh, I did. Huh? Me? What? A clock? I guess I'm good at my job. I don't know. It, it's it, it's weird that this character who we saw for two and a half seasons is just sound roundly just dismissed like that. Where at one point it was a struggle, it was a, it was a story for a second of Chuteris overtaking him, you know, for the role. Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. I mean, it's funny. It, it kind of is fitting to the a Dean role. Um, yeah, but then again, <laughs> LaSalle stuck around in our in our purview for yeah. episodes after he was done. I think it's just the back-to-back of dismissing Wilson and, and uh, uh, Dean and, at the same time. Yeah, that Dean. makes it feel like this is moving a little, I don't know, haphazard. <laughs> We're in the 70s, so, you know, you got to act accordingly. Right. Anyways, Dick Windsor, not doing too hot. Yeah, they say he's on death's door. And, and <laughs> the queen is going to France, so they suggest, why don't you go see him? Yeah, I mean, they already tell you, you know, Charles is there. You know, yeah, Charles already did. Charles hung out with him. Big fan of him. Big fan of him. Um, and before she can go there, though, we get a scene of Charles and Camilla having having dinner. They invited yeah. to the oh, Buckingham. Yeah, in a little candlelit apartment. Yeah, and he's just sewing the or, or telling her the same story he tells everyone who will lend him an ear, like, "Oh man, it sucks not being royalty when all you're do done." When all you're raised to be is royalty, and it's like, yeah, dude, must must suck to be royalty. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not as much of an existence as it is a predicament. <laughs> Just can't wait to be king. Yeah, I get it. I get it, dude. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you kind of got to feel for stuff. him a little bit, even though, like, in the narrative, anyway. Oh yeah, I mean, I think what they've they've done a good job of building him up as like, 
they put him through his paces to really earn his stripes, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, and then he and then he does the ultimate cool dude thing. Yeah, he, he gives her a, a, a gift. Not well, um, no, not quite. It's a box or it's, it's a, a it's, it's an envelope, a envelope mm-hmm. and it's a prank. Just a bunch of like paper birds fly out of it. Yeah, I I rewound it to try to figure out what it was, but it, whatever it was, well, it's well like a, it's just a it's a novelty. It's a something stupid. Yeah, <laughs> but, but he loves it. Laughing. He's cracking up. There's a, a gift from that you shared a couple times actually of his reaction of her pointing at her. <laughs> uh, That's Charles. Yeah. I like this guy. He's good. He's good. He's good at being Charles. And, yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you, you sense that there's a relationship there. They, 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 they get on well. Mm-hmm. And it, she may not just be digging for, for gold with him. Maybe. No, she seems just as interested in him as he is in her. Yeah. But we Which do kind see, of, do we, do we jump right to Anne from here? Their little discussion. Yeah. Princess Anne is like, Hey, keep it in check. Yeah. We're playing with them, not them playing with us. And then, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, which is like, Charles, how dumb can you be, man? <laughs> Come on, you know exactly what she's saying. You gotta. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, it, it is suspect that you got a couple twosome hooking up with a brother and sister <laughs> at the same time. Yep, that's it's like uh, an R and B song. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would be forgiven if you thought they were they were they were gold digging. You know, but it's funny because they they show this as like a strained relationship between the Parker roles, but really I think it's just Camilla and, and Charles just running off and doing the the deed. You know, I don't know. Well, and well, I mean, and Princess Anne seems to be having fun. Princess yeah. Anne seems to be like I'm in it for for just the physical relationship, whereas Charles is like falling for Camilla, and I think that's what. Princess Anne is warning, don't do this, dude. Yeah. Just slow it down. Just slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Back to the Duke. We see that they got the cameras in his face. He says he has his own ideas and opinions, and he stayed true to himself, uh, and that the monarchy should change with time. Mm Mm-hmm. Almost kind of seemed to echo what you've heard in America recently. We're like, is the Constitution a living document or is it what it was when it was written? It's kind of what he's bringing up there. Uh, and then um, I'm sure the, the writing was trying to echo that maybe a little bit too. You know, like, hey, look at look at this. It's pretty relevant today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles calls the, the couple monstrous and that they shouldn't visit them. <laughs> Charles? Oh no, that that's not it. <laughs> I misread my my notes here. You mean Prince no, Philip says that? Sure. No, I don't think anyone says that. <laughs> well, they show all these people watching this interview, and we see like Charles is like on his on his el- elbows on his knees watching on the TV, like he's super invested. And then we see sort of Prince yeah. Philip can't even stomach it. He gets up and walks away. Yeah, and Charles Dance is kind of sitting there, soaking it in. Yep, not not a fan, not a fan at all. Because what, what does he he call? Was he he says the couple just drinks whiskey all the time, or they're just like no, nothing. They're like they're nobodies, or whatever. I don't know. Well, the Duke of Windsor's seriously dying. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we see Elizabeth going to France to give a speech, and it seemed to me because they show him like, you know, 
hawking up a lung and, and on death's door. And then you think she's going to his funeral, but no, it wasn't his funeral. It was some other thing. Oh, no, yeah. She, they established why she's going. She's going right. to like, reestablish some relationship with the president. Right. It was just something about the way they framed it for me, who was just like, wait, what? She's at something else? Okay. Wake up, Corey. It's not 9 a.m. yet. <laughs> hmm. um, but she says in her speech, those who don't learn from history are de- doomed to repeat it. A little foreshadowing there. <laughs> Indeed. So she goes to see the Duke. He's dying. And the first thing she sees when she gets there is a box that says the king on it. And it's not from Elvis. She's like, no way. I don't even want nothing. She goes, who, what the heck is this doing here? What is this snuff box doing right here? And she goes, take me up. I don't want to deal with this nonsense. Yeah. And then the Duke's got words for her. Yeah, barely. Yeah, he's hawking up a lung, but it's funny because he's in, on his deathbed, and then he hears that the queen's coming. He's like, "Get me out of bed! Come on, let's go! Get me dressed! Put me in a put me in this standard issue hospital wheelchair." Yeah, he was the so, king for ten months, but he's sitting in the same thing that a poor man will sit in. Yeah, <laughs> so he he tells her that Charles will make a good king with the right queen, and that he writes with uh, with uh, Charles. They correspond. Mm-hmm. And that he likes a girl named Camilla. And Elizabeth is like, who? She's like, I heard about her. She's nothing. Yeah, she's nothing. And he's like, you need to read some letters. And she's like, I don't think so. He's like, you need to read these letters. She's like, you should take these letters. And she said, do you really want me to take these letters that my son wrote to you? And he says, yeah. And then he twirls his mustache. (laughs) And And then he he dies. exactly what he's doing. (laughs) He he disappears. He's like I mean, essentially, I mean, it's a a wrenching scene. Not wrenching, but like a heartfelt scene where Elizabeth is saying to him, like, you know, sometimes... I feel bad that, you know, we're not tight anymore. And, and you know, I she kind of regrets a little bit of what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she wanted, wanted to, she finds it a blessing having knowing him. Uh, but unfortunately, when she tells him this, he's nodding off. He's just. <laughs> yeah, he's on, he's on death's door. Yeah. But Dave, she reads the letters. Yeah. Charles, Charles is, is a big fan of. Of his uncle. Seriously, to the point where you almost wonder, was he informed about his Nazi background? Because why is he fanboying out on his uncle? I don't know. I, I, maybe we'll find out in the next episode. There's there's no reason to be this big of a fan. Because he, he talks about how, like, um, you know, the crown is moving and alive and changing with the times and stuff. And it's like, you're right. You're right on so many things. What's this Nazism thing? Tell me more about that. And it's like, I'm interested in your, he does say he has good ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Oh man. Um, anyways, Elizabeth is reading this and she's just visibly concerned a little bit about what the direction things are going with Charles. Yeah. But she knows she got plenty. She got plenty of life to live. This man's not going to have a long reign. Yeah, right. So it's it's a lot of waiting. So, with that, uh, yeah, I mean, those, the letters are crazy because it's he's got going in detail to to his as uncle about you know this woman and how he feels about her, and then it's like it's king to king, man. Yeah, well, prince to king, but yeah. Well, he, he gets like in the detail, like yeah, we did it in the counter, we did we did it in the kitchen. <laughs> and then Elizabeth is just reading this like, oh my. And it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's my whoa. palace. It, it, you do feel like this is wrong that she's reading these letters. Clearly, they're not intended for her to ever see. 
And part of part of me is like, did the did the Duke do this on the way out to just sort of stick it to her, or is he actually? Wait, you think the Duke to... wrote these letters? No, just to, he he gave them to her as a sort of oh, bit. I think so, a little bit. I, I think he knew a little bit of what he was doing there because he knows what's in those letters. He knows how much is going to get under his skin. He has to. Yeah. Well, she after she calls him calls him out for calling her Shirley Temple for all those years. He's like, oh well, just you wait for me to give you these letters your son wrote about his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Gonna love enjoy that. Yeah, so, so we see him actually die. <laughs> so whereas two characters get <laughs> d- dismissed off off camera, we see the Duke eat it. Um, the wife leaves him be, and then his his black servant gives one look at him and closes the door, and then we just see this dead body sitting, laying in a room alone. And it's like, do do they do that? Do they just let them lie there in peace for a moment? I mean, I, I don't think they just like what, what the, the mortician is not the Undertaker doesn't just show up. I, I just feel like you do usually the same uh, wrestling. There's no sound of a gong and the Undertaker appears. I don't know what I expect of death, but I, I expect someone to be hanging around the body until someone comes to collect it. I don't, I don't know. Would you, okay, next time someone in your life dies in at home, sit there. Yeah. It's just weird. It's a weird choice with the camera just hanging on it. Like, yeah, <laughs> he died. Well, the, I expected there to be a moment of levity with the servant because they do kind of spend the episode establishing the servants like their boy. Yeah, they keep showing him. In the interview scene, he's like right behind the camera, ready to help, and and but no, he just kind of looks and closes the door. There's not like a, a tear or anything. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And and Dave, can you go back to me? Go back on what was the dangling man? I believe it is in this the date scene with Charles oh, okay. and Camilla. Uh, she's he that. says like, well, have you read the book The Dangling Man? And she's like, no, what? Or have you read The Dangling Man? He's like, oh, it's a book by an American about a guy in Chicago. I totally forgot what the synopsis oh, of right. what it was. But they talk about the book and the importance, and Charles is sort of, uh, you well, know. He's the dangling man indeed. Yeah. Uh, so was this a good episode, Dave? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was fun to get the episode that was focused 47 on. Um, minutes. Yeah, forty-seven minutes. Woo. Yeah, Oof, this was a great episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it felt longer than that, though. Actually, uh, just with how much you're trying to cram in. It did a good job dividing um, the sort of known characters and sort of building up Anne and Charles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was pretty it was pretty in- enjoyable. Just yeah, I wouldn't Camilla say stuff. it's the, uh, the oh, high watermark, but it's a nice middle of the road. Like I don't even know if we necessarily needed to send off the, the Duke of Windsor. I felt like after the Nazi episode, it was like I've seen enough of that guy. <laughs> yeah, Philip's mom dies off screen, and she comes in and delights the audiences for an episode, and then dies off screen. Like that seems yeah. a little unfair versus a a known yeah. Nazi. Right. So I think they did a good job at least tying him into the Charles storyline and upbringing to to make it all relevant. Now. It's our favorite thing of the episode, Dave. What do you think is untrue about this episode? Did Charles not have correspondence with with the? I don't know, honestly. All I know is that the Duke wasn't entirely cut off after the Nazi scandal came to light. He still okay. saw the family periodically, even though they presented in the show as like we don't talk to him anymore, we don't interact with him. But no, they still saw him every once in a while. They saw him on Christmas. Because I, yeah. Because it's a thing where like they are even debating. It seems like should Elizabeth go see him or send him off, you know, before he dies. And it's like in real life, of course she was going to go there. Mm-hmm. So, but in the kayfabe of the crown, no, 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 no. So let's get to the power rankings. Sure. Who do you got going down on the bottom? 
I got Michael Dean. Hardly knew you, bro. Sorry. Uh, I, I feel I, like we didn't, we didn't even get a chance to adjust to the new guy as him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I got a tie for, for the two uh, sort of gone but not forgotten mm-hmm. walk-off. So that's it. Wilson and a Dean. So. Well, number Thanks two, I got coming. Prime Minister Wilson, because that's a bigger good loss. Ca- good character. Like the- Interesting dude. Interesting philosophy to his politics. It's one of the, as Elizabeth says to him earlier in, in the season, you're unlike any of the other prime ministers that I engaged with. Well, we won't know how much different he really was, aside from the few episodes he got to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, well, at number two, I have Andrew Parker Bowles. Okay. Because he's getting played. Is he? I mean, he's having a good time, but he's getting played. This wasn't. There weren't many people going down this episode. What a player! I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Number two, uh, number one. It's the, the Duke of Windsor. Rest in piss, you Nazi piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out of here. That, that that's it, and that's all. That's I mean, my is, number is, one too. Number one? Yeah, of course. Don't let the door hit you. I, ho- I hope you're in hell. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry, sorry if that offended friends. listeners, but I mean, if you if you're offended, look, we don't like Nazis. We're we're very much anti-Nazis. So. <laughs> we got like there, one there. listener who's like, ah, I really was on the fence, but when they came out as anti-Nazi, I stopped listening to Lord of Grant. Yeah. So yeah, if you're pro-Nazi, you're not a listener of ours. We don't want you to listen. I don't think anyone sorry. in this day and age is truly. Yeah. Right. So Dave, who is uh, moving on up to, for you? I got I got Queen Elizabeth at number three. Okay. I think that this is an interesting episode because she kind of goes against Phil's wishes as far as like don't go see your uncle. He's a he's a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes and she's she 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 humbles herself to go do this. Mhm. And has that yeah. moment of like, you know, I do kind of owe my life to you because I wouldn't be where I was if you'd stuck on the throne. Kept yeah. wore the crown. Well, number three, I got Princess Anne because she's getting it in. So good. For I got her, her at number two, and she's <laughs> I mean, the master she, manipulator. Yeah, she, she's she's good at her job and stuff. So, I mean, whatever her job is, she's good at what she's doing. Yeah, she, she's, she's the one telling Charles, "Have fun, brother, but don't get fall in love." Right. She, she is barely breathing. <laughs> like whatever Andrew's doing, she's he's doing it right. Um, well, number two, I got Camilla Parker Bowles. Okay. Because again, she's playing the strings too a little bit, you know, of Charles and, and she's Andrew. making Andrew jealous. You know, everyone plays the fool sometimes, but not Camilla this week. Nope. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, number one, I got I got Charles. I got Charles too. Charles is doing doing work. Yeah, man. He he's wooing a Camilla, and he's wooing his uncle. Um, yeah, he's 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 talking about how he won't be a man until his mom dies. Yeah, I mean, honestly. You can see how he's being led astray here by the guidance of, of his uncle and maybe with trying to chase this Camilla woman. But it's the happiest we've seen Charles, I think, since we've watched the show. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So good for him to be a little bit happy. And he's established. This is an episode about him like overcoming some sort of emotional obstacle or maturing. Like He's he's a, a young man now with an and apartment. It, it's, a, it's a bit of a, a payoff, at least, on the episode where he speaks in Wales, and we see how Elizabeth is really keeping him on arm's length at the end of that episode, you mm-hmm. know, where, you know, she tells him that it's a job and everything, and, well, who does he run to but someone who's willing to embrace him and, and speak to him, you know? So mm-hmm. this is you're kind of your own fault there, Elizabeth. You played yourself, and everyone yeah. plays the fool sometimes. Yeah. 
No, no exception to the rule. Not, not a single, even the queen. Not even the queen. No. So that's this week. Um, Dave, you watching anything else out there, man? It's been a long a couple weeks. I mean, I didn't watch The Mask again. Okay. Let me think. Did I watch? I did watch. Um, well, for Thanksgiving, I had never seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, so I watched that for the first time. It's a nice movie. Very fun. And then I watched uh, Beavis and Butthead Do America. That's uh, my that's two for this week. Yeah, that movie's hilarious. And if you haven't seen it, can't recommend it enough. What about you? Anything good? You know, there's that show on uh, Netflix, Emily in Paris. Uh, like I, I feel like I have to watch because it's got a guy who did Sex in the City. I've watched all that now, and then the guy who did uh, Younger. And so I, I waited till I was home to watch it with my mom, and she is the opposite of me. She must binge everything at once. So we went through it in two nights. I don't think the show was any good, but we watched mm-hmm. all of it, and my mom loved it. So there you go. <laughs> okay, that's a good and, sign off. And, and Paris looked great. So and also I, I've been watching on Disney. They have this docu series on Marvel. Six one six. Yeah, I'm a fan of Marvel. A lot of these the episodes are very very well made. Very good. I heard the action figure episode is amazing. You'd love it, Dave, because you're a Funko Pop collector, or at least you've mm-hmm. collected many. And they go into like the process of making some of those alongside just action figures in general. Uh, it's it's fun. And the episode with Paul Shear where he tries to resurrect a. Uh, some unknown superheroes is fun and the best of all that i thought was just a good documentary that stands on its own was one on japanese spider-man how they produce this japanese spider-man tv show the that, movie oh the, the oh i've seen for the that with him on like the bike yeah it, it, he has a, a a huge robot it is so fascinating how it got made and how it took on a life of its own and it's its own thing and it, it's a very very good documentary i can't recommend that episode enough interesting i i mean i gotta jump on that i guess yeah it's good. I was, I was surprised. I, I wasn't looking for it, and it just kind of fell in my lap, and I, I enjoyed the episode. So, for all the Marvel fans out there, there's there's more content for you if you needed it. <laughs> oh yeah, as if you don't have enough. Yeah. This is a short episode for us, Dave. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a short episode for the show. For yeah. once, we're going shorter than the episode. Well, I mean, we're usually a couple minutes shorter, but we're we're at forty-one. Well. So let's hit them with the plugs on the way out. There's nothing left to do. Is there any more Black Friday deals if people want to get merch, Dave? Um, I'm unaware if there's anything going on currently, but mm-hmm. if you want to get a nice gift for your friends, your family, a shirt keep that says Lords of Grant, though. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one of four. There's other yeah. designs. And I would, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I know if you're listening this far, you've heard our Patreon spiel. If you join the Patreon at any tier... Let's say you listen to the Lord of Grantham with your spouse or your sibling or a friend. Join at the $1 tier. You can bring your friend in the Lords of Grantham Lounge on Facebook, which is a hopping community where we kind of keep everything light and casual and chat. $5, we're going to say you can share. You can share. We're share not some what? of those people that are saying the content. Oh, okay. Because, you know, we're ta- you know, we're going to say we're a one login kind of guy. We want we're more like Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Add another user on the same plan. We're, we're not all judge. about it. Yeah, you know, if you jo- so if you join our our Patreon between now and Christmas, bring a friend. Yeah. Bring one or two, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, we just want to keep the discussion going and, and provide some good content for you guys and we're going to say it here. Watch The Christmas Star with Rob James Collier if you want to get on that upstairs tier and also the critics are raving. Mhm. Watch Jingle Jangle because I mean, we're, we're going to watch it soon enough. That time is coming. 
Yeah. But until then, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Lords of Grantham, Lords underscore of Grant. Is it underscore? Under, Lords underscore of underscore Grantham on Instagram. There you go. That, that's, that's where you find us. And Lords of Grantham at gmail.com if you want to hit us up. That's right. All right. Until next time, we are the Lords Catch you later. Grantham.